Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 62nd episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is, what is today? It's May 16th. It's a Thursday at 7.06 p.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I am here with Jimmy, who just finished his cliff Bar. I was going to say, Jimmy Choose. Jimmy Choose. We almost <laughs> didn't uh, think you'd make it there. I, I, I probably to, am going to choke halfway through this. It's a good thing that I forgot what day it was, so I had to go back and <laughs> consider that for an extra second, because we might not have made it. But Jimmy, it's the 62nd episode, and it's come at the end of the Premier League season. How have we made it this far? And just in life, just generally, not even the podcast, in life. I'm surprised I've made it 38 weeks from when we started. <laughs> we did it. We did it. I guess so. What did, what did we do that was so incredible? I believe Survive. that we are the reason why this was such a great Premier League season. I think that we played a part. We did. Small part, but a part nonetheless. A part in Glenn Murray's Rising from the Dead. Uh, a part in Rondon basically saving Newcastle this year. Yep. And Troy Deeney just... Being Troy Deeney. Being Troy Deeney. Having a fair season. Above average season. Yep. I think that's how you can put that for Troy yeah. Deeney. Right? And we... I, I just want to say, what a season. Overall, so many moments. Just a lot of fun. We could not have picked a better season to start our podcast on. I was... I enjoyed every part of that season mm-hmm. there were nervy moments there was excitement there was disappointment then there was excitement again in the end the right team won Ugh. and i am uh, i'm a happy boy yeah i don't know I, I feel like it's lost on you a little bit why is it lost on me because you just win all your teams win everything it just doesn't matter at a certain point it you ever hear diminishing that's, returns no see that when you have yes. something too many times it loses its value you, you've you hit that, that point no but you say that but here's what happens when you become accustomed to winning, it makes losing so much worse. Uh, losing hurts pretty bad as it is. No, but it's <laughs> like that. You know the expression like, is it better to have loved and lost than to never love at all? Yes. It's not. It's not it's what? It's better to never love at all. Uh, or it's better no, to never win at all. Because when you have that sweet, sweet taste of victory, <laughs> you become addicted to it. Well, And when you soon, don't have it... Pretty soon I'll have that. It just brings... Full depression. Mm, that's what I have now. Soon I'll have no, the you sweet have, taste of you victory. You have moderate depression. You have yet to feel the, the full depression. I don't know about that. Arsenal have been uh, destroying my life as of late in the <laughs> Premier League especially. But before we get into uh, the title winning season for Manchester City, some FA Cup talk, a Twitter question. We got a scraggler. Oh, it looks like we might have a few more now. Ooh. And uh, actually, no, it's the same person. <laughs> Shit. And then we'll do our predictions. Quick Game of Thrones chat. This is going to be a shorter episode, Jimmy. It should. We we uh I think we've I got to say though, we been going long. Too long. With good reason though. With good reason. A lot going yeah. on. We've been bombarded with Champions League and Premier League and just everything. Now as we get into the the off season. Mhm. We off, need a break. We we need we have need this break. We're going to have some more some levity in the episode. Levity? Levity. Did you just make that word up? No, it's a real word. You levity. not know levity? Like, yeah. it's going to be more lighthearted. It's going to be less intense. Okay. 
All right, you went to PC. We get it. <laughs> but last night, Jimmy, we uh we got to watch some Premier League-ish soccer. We did. We got the full Chelsea first team playing against the New England Revs at Gillette Stadium. Yep. What was that all about? Why was that a thing? I have no. We well, <laughs> let's let's paint the picture. First of all, it was done for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, a charity event, anti-racism, anti-anti-anti-anti-Semitism. No, not anti-Semitism. Anti-anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You said it. I'm <laughs> just no, correct. No, no, no. But um, it was a good event. Uh, not a great game. The, yeah. the the revs are rough. The revs are a revelation of how not to play soccer. They are so piss poor. And granted, they're going up against Chelsea. Basically, no, not basically. The entire Chelsea first team. It was the entire Chelsea With, first without team. Without N'Golo Conti. Yeah. And Rudiger, everyone else was there, I believe. Yeah, and I mean Chelsea passed around him for ninety yeah. minutes and didn't even break a sweat. It looked like. No, uh, and the, the the biggest takeaway from the game was a very sad thing, and if I was a, a Chelsea fan, a very annoying thing, mm. which was the serious injury to one of a player, a mostly soccer favorite, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Yeah, very sad. Ruptured his Achilles. Apparently, he's going to be yes. out until December of this year. They. Predict. minimum i think with that two and an yeah. achilles that's that's rough mm-hmm. that is a very rough injury and just a bad beat for chelsea i i genuinely feel for them. yeah and i mean it was a game that was so randomly placed in their season uh, i know the premier league season had ended but to make this commitment at a time where you could still have an fa cup to play for and the europa league which they do have to play for it's just such an odd timing yeah and, I mean, their worst fear came true, and they lost Ruben Loftus-Cheek for a while now. But very disappointed for him. But overall, Jimmy, the Revs are just... Ugh. Yeah, the Revs Revs had an interesting week. Had this weird friendly and also introduced Bruce Arena as their new manager slash GM. Ugh. I just hate um, his name. I know that it's going to be good for the Revs because he apparently is a, he's an MLS He is a successful but. MLS manager. For years and on multiple occasions, I think it's a good move for the Revs. Mm-hmm. The Revs are, as I said last night, and I saw this on Twitter. You know when they talk about like MLS 2.0, 3.0, they are MLS 1.0. They are <laughs> back to the original, just everything wrong with mm-hmm. MLS. That is the Revs. They are a problem. They need a lot of work. Um, and it starts it, with the stadium. The stadium is a big problem. Yeah, it's it's horrendous. There's zero atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, the Revs were away last night. Because the entire stadium is filled with Chelsea yeah. fans. It's just, and we've, and I think in the last fifteen years or so, you've seen the change to what they call soccer-specific stadiums in the U.S. for a lot of the MLS teams and some of the USL teams. We need this because God, when you go to Gillette <laughs> and you just look up at the the real empty bleachers, yeah. not the fake ones like they make fun of City for, but true empty hey, bleachers at a game, same. a true empty. Stadium, it's just depressing. It is, and we've been there when it's been busy for larger games. We went to the Copa America. Mm-hmm. We saw Argentina play there, and that was actually really, really busy. Yeah, but but even wasn't. then, it wasn't the upper upper deck was wasn't even open then. Yeah. And I just think they need in order to develop your team, you really need those type of stadiums. And I understand why the Rivals probably don't want to do it. There's probably no appetite from the Kraft family to do that. So you have the stadium right there. But it would really benefit that team, and I think it would benefit the soccer community in New England. 
greatly to have an actual yeah. real stadium. And I mean, we obviously have a soccer community. You can just look at the turnout for last night. Yep. I mean, the Revs aren't getting a quarter of that probably every time that they play. And there was there was not a lot of people there last night. There was probably twenty thousand people there. The Revs can't even get five probably. And oh, I know, think that's being a little harsh. I mean, it's for I good mean, reason though, right? The the Revs. Yeah, I mean, the Revs are a bad team. They're a bad team. They're a bad team. <laughs> Plain and simple. Bad it's team. a bad atmosphere. Um, yeah. There are some really good, good loyal Revs fans. Yes. The Fort. They put on a good show, but um, they uh, that team, like we said, just needs a lot yeah. of work. I do and hope Bruce Arena. I hope this maybe this is a good chance for him to have his own comeback. And it would be great for the Revs to see him do that. Yeah, I agree. I would love to be a season ticket holder for the Revs. We're pretty close. We are, yeah. And, uh, you know, do something interesting and then maybe we'll consider it. But... Glad we went to that game. Nice night, aside from waiting in the parking lot for an hour. But I did learn uh, the top 50 transfers of yes. all time. We went through that entire list in the car. We did. As we waited, I uh, I quizzed Michael and my brother <laughs> on the top 50 trends. They did very well. Only a few stumped them. Yeah. Alvaro Morata yes. was a stumped one and, for some reason. The biggest one, the man who does not belong on the list at all. And he's in the top 20. Do you remember who that was? Um, no, give me a Thomas hint. Lamar. It oh, was yeah. Thomas Lamar. <laughs> baffling. Just baffling. Yep. But um, before Premier League, Jimmy, do you want to talk about just the quick transfer news that we have going on? Yeah. So you want to do the one that actually it looks like has been announced at this point pretty much. Yeah. Jovic from Frankfurt has gone over to Real Madrid for what? 52 million? 52 million pounds, 60 million euros about a steal. Yeah, I am shocked that he went for this amount. I think that Real Madrid just got a complete forward. He scores with both feet. He scores with his head. He can dribble. This guy is very, very good. Very young. The perfect replacement for Benzema. Even though Benzema's had a good year this year, they're still looking for a replacement for him. When's the Gareth Barrel? Gareth Barrel. Gareth Bale replacement coming? Uh, I think we saw him last night. <laughs> That's true. What are they they're gonna put him on the right? They're gonna put Hazard on the right? I mean they may shift over the rest of that team. They may maybe move Venetius, he's younger, but right. either way I think that Bale will be out and Hazard will be in when Bale ends up at uh, Manchester United. Yeah. We also have um Zidane giving Navas the walking papers from Real Madrid, basically. That's yeah. the news there. And that's surprising since he came in and gave him the starting goalkeeper job when mm-hmm. he came in, which makes me think putting two and two together. David De Gea seemed like he wasn't quite in the right mindset the last couple months. Is that because his head was thinking about Madrid? Mm, I don't know. He did have his Spain form going on so, the last couple of months. That would be interesting to see. I wouldn't be too surprised if we did see that either. Yeah. And then another player departing from their club, we have Antoine Griezmann. The second documentary might actually be coming. Like We thought that was a joke. Well, now Atletico shot it down from what it sounds like. He oh, actually really? wanted to do oh, that. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. That first one, like I said, we talked about it a little bit, and it was fine. But to make another one, leaving your team is a bit much. It looks like he is going to be moving on. The prediction is Barcelona, it sounds like. Which probably spells the end for Coutinho, Mm -hmm. I would think. Um, So very interested to see what happens there. Um, And Atletico, we should talk about them with transfers. They've got hit hard. Uh, Lucas Hernandez, Bayern mm-hmm. Munich. Diego Godin leaves on a free mm-hmm. to Inter Milan, it looks like. Griezmann's gone. It looks like there's a likely chance that Rodri moves to Manchester City. 
um, they're getting really depleted. They're losing a lot of their top players. Now they have Alvaro Morata to save them. They have yeah. Diego Costa and they have Thomas Lamar. Yeah, all their transfers. Not quite the team that they were looking for. Well, I think Atletico will always be fine as long as they have Simeone over there. Well, I question now with all these players leaving, how long he actually does stay. I think he's going to be there for two years minimum. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. I, Maybe. I'd love to see him at Arsenal. I love Simeone. But we should get into the Premier League, Jimmy, because that's what this podcast is kind of about. Mostly soccer. Um, so let's get into it, and let's start. Well, they're all 10 o'clock games, so let's start with Watford 1, West Ham 4. Uh, we got a goal from Jerry D in the 46, but that was after a Mark Noble penalty. And a Mark Noble penalty again later, mm-hmm. doing what he does. And a Lanzini goal in the middle of that. Yes. I read from the left first. And then we also had a Holabas red card, a straight red. Didn't get to see that yeah. one. And then we had Marko Anatovic score one. 4-1, West yeah. Ham went away. I don't I don't get this result. Does I it, do. It doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. And I think Watford is probably looking ahead to the FA Cup final. Probably not really focused for this one, so I can't say I'm too surprised that that was the result. Yeah, not interested in that game. Sorry. Uh, and then we had Tottenham 2, Everton 2, a game that should have mattered for the top four on the final day of the, the season. And uh, Arsenal saw that it didn't matter. So Eric Dyer scored an early one. That was followed by Theo Walcott. He tried to do it for old Arsenal. He wanted to put eight past them. Um, then Erickson followed up shortly after. Nope, I'm out of order again. Schenk Tusen scored in the middle of that. <laughs> God, we are the worst podcast. Hey, it's the end of the season. You're taking the like you're just riding with it. Kind of like both of these teams. You just kind of were rolling with the game. Normal podcast edits that out. Us can't <laughs> even be bothered. It. Roll with it. God, we need to shut this fucking thing down. We need to go on a hiatus for a week or something, <laughs> Jimmy. We need to go into hiding. Next, we had Southampton, the Hassan Huddles team, versus the relegated Huddersfield. And Huddersfield get a point on their final day in the Premier League, something that they could not muster up no, for barely most any of the games. Season. But I like to see them leave with a point, get a result. Um, in the end, they would not be the the only relegated team that had a good showing on the last day of the season. <laughs> um, but I'm happy for Huddersfield, a team that stayed in, did great to stay in the league for two seasons, really had no right to stay up last year. Um, I think that the championship is more their level. So I, I And I'm sure they'll be happy with all the money they collected while they were there for two seasons. Yeah, And then uh, the game that you were just referring to, Cardiff 2, Manchester United nil at Old Trafford. It's almost like Manchester United just felt left out that it was the final day of the season and no one was talking about them. So they said, we have to make ourselves interesting. We have to go out there and lose to Cardiff. I mean, that's just... Uh, the cherry on top of this United season that they're going to lose on the final day at home to the relegated Cardiff. And um, we've talked extensively about the deep-rooted issues at Manchester United. And uh, we got a question online from the Half and Half Scarfs podcast. And they said, in the impending Manchester United clear-out, who needs to go first? So this is, I find this really tough. Because the everything with Manchester United comes back to one man, Poli Pogs. Everyone Poly talks Pogba, about that wasn't Poly what Pogs. I was expecting. Everything comes back to him, and I've seen people say he should go. They need to move on from him. He's not a good locker room presence. They need to move on. But then I've seen people say, and I agree, 
at the end of the day, think what you want about him. He's the only player on their team, probably together with De Gea, that you would say is can be world-class. Mm-hmm. Has not really looked at recently, but has that ability. So do you really want to, when you're trying to build your team, sell one of the only players that is actually worthy of being on the team? And I just think they need a true cleaning house. And I actually think they do need to move on from Pogba. I think for one reason being, this is a team that's not going to be able to turn it around and be competing for the title next year. It's, it's not a quick fix. And as long as he is there, he will continue to be the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. He will always be the media circulation around him. Everything is, oh, how did Pogba play? What did he do today? This is that, this. Even when he plays well, it'll be overhyped. When he plays poorly, it'll be overhyped. It's just so centric around him that I think for him, it's best to move on. And for the team, it's just best to move on from him. I think they will get a great deal of money for him. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a Paul Pogba, Gareth Bale swap with Pogba and, I mean, Bale and $50 million going to United for Pogba or something. Really? No, I could really no see way. that. I, I genuinely could. Bale and $50 million for I Pogba? I could see some, I think Bale is, literally his transfer value is basically nothing because of how high his wages are. I think there's very few teams that can afford to pay his wages, mm-hmm. which means his transfer value is so shockingly low. I, like I said before, I feel like they almost have to loan him out and basically give him away just to get his wages off the books. Hmm. So I would not be surprised if you saw something like that, but I, I think they need to move from Pogba and then just build piece by piece. They really need to gut it. They need to go over seasons and start building pieces with legitimate players that are young and talented. Mm-hmm. And this and is hungry. what City did. This is what City did. They bought they bought expensive players, but they bought expensive young players. Yeah, that could develop, and that's what United need to do. Is like, only the right guy to develop them? The you question. know how I feel about. Oh, I I yeah. don't think that, that I think that that was a poor hire. I think at the time they should have waited and tried to get Pochettino. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think they're almost stuck with Ole at least for half a season next year to give it him a shot, but. Now that I was thinking about Atletico and what's going on, do you start trying? Do you make it at, at least the attempt? He wouldn't go to bring Simeone. He would not. But do go. you bring, make the attempt? Do you try? I mean, you're stupid if you don't. Because try and if get you talked about, I feel like if you're United with the players you have, United has always been. They were the example of the the exciting, the fun football for mm-hmm. years in England. Maybe now, and I think that they've tried to like avoid this. They've got Mourinho, but they hated him, and fans critiqued it of like, oh, he plays defensive. But maybe if you go so far and you go to Simeone, you could become the bad guys. You'd be the villain. Become like that team that people just embrace the hate. You're already a hated team because you're United. Embrace it. Become the gritty, hard-nosed, the dark arts team. Become that. If you bring in Simeone and you give him the funds mm. to build a team and give him time, that's a big thing. They need to give someone time. And I think if you're going to give time, you need to do it with someone you actually trust. That's where I have the issue with Ali. I yeah. don't believe that he's going to develop players over time and do this. Whereas if you brought Simeone in and you said, we're going to give him three years, and we're going to give him $500 million over those three years. To spend it how he wants. Quite the to, transfer budget. <laughs> well, that's a realistic transfer budget for Manchester yeah, United over three years. They will spend... At least you would expect 100 to 150 million every year. You can expect yeah. that with them. Um, they haven't, but I mean, the money's there. We know mm-hmm. the money's there. And if you want to rebuild a team, that's what you need to do. Um, 
Some years more than others. Maybe you spend 250 this year to really restock. Then you tamper down next year and then you jump up to another 200. Maybe that's what it takes. But the transfer transfer amounts are crazy now. Yeah, they are. You, and you just have to pay it. You have to bring in the players. Mm-hmm. You can't cheap out. And United does not cheap out on wages. And that's how they've beaten mm-hmm. teams to get players. But I think they need to start doing their own scouting instead of just trying to buy players that other teams want by paying them more. And I mean, that's been their downfall kind of recently yep. is that they pay too high of wages. Yep. And um, so maybe if we're going to go for a player that needs to be shipped out first, it's got to be Alexis Sanchez, right? The I pro- mean, Yeah, I agree with you. But the problem is you who's going to take him? You have to loan him out. like Right, like that's Real the Madrid thing. With him, you can't really out. sell him. Pogba still has a great value. Oh, 100%. You'll get $100 million still for Pogba. Yeah. That's the thing. So that's why I say you move on from him because he's not a, a loss. Sanchez, whatever you do with him is going to be a loss. Yeah. Ugh, man, that was good, Jimmy. I didn't mean to yawn because <laughs> I was bored. That was good. I wish we could have cut out the entire first half of the podcast <laughs> and just start there. But I would be too lazy to do that too. Um, so I'm going to go Alexis Sanchez. I think you covered that question as perfectly as I probably could have, Jimmy. So great job. Um, so where the hell were we with these other games uh so after manchester united lose which actually was kind of like under the radar this week lucky for them uh we had liverpool win 2-0 at wolves the game that could have decided the title and we had a brace from old sadio mane and uh wolves they didn't show up against the big one today they did not uh they they had a chance uh when it was 1-0 matt doherty Man who has played exceptionally well this year had a chance, hits the bar. But in the end, Mane was just determined to get part of that golden boot. He wanted his share in it. Yep. Which he got. And Liverpool did what they did what they had to do to put the pressure on City. Yeah. The put the pressure on trophy was well earned. <laughs> and they did go they did go ahead at one point. They were the champions of England. As it stands, as I got that text, mm-hmm. infuriated me. <laughs> it was a very rough minute. That As one minute it was stands, awful. Jimmy. Uh, and then after that, we had another game that should have mattered. And the only notable thing from this game was a yellow card. This is Leicester City, nil. Chelsea, nil. And the yellow card, Jorginho. Yeah. The man who was busted by every New England Rebs player yeah. last night. That's what I was going to say, that clearly Chelsea were thinking ahead to the important game against the Rebs <laughs> that they could not where focus they, on Where this. they risked it all <laughs> and they put on Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Um, yeah, this is another game that would have mattered if Arsenal hadn't played so poorly this past month. Uh, not much to take away from this one. And then we had Fulham in their last Premier League game of the season uh, lose 4-0 at home to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, if this if this ends up being Rafa's last game in Newcastle, hell of a game to go out on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Newcastle all season do it with little possession, but... They are a very efficient goal-scoring team that over the last half of the season. After being a team that could not score for a long part of the year, they, uh, with the rise of really Ayosi Perez being a big part of that, and, they and Rondon is scoring as well. He is. They have. Uh, they've really turned it on the second half of the season. So, two questions I have for you. You mentioned Ayosi Perez has been fantastic this year, especially towards the latter part of the year, and Fabian Schar. Yes, as well. Has Love been an excellent player. defender. Mm-hmm. Do those guys start to consider moves? Are they getting offers for either of them from bigger teams in the top six? I think they will for Ayose Perez, someone who had previously been linked with larger teams before he went to Newcastle. Kind of sputtered out at Newcastle for a while, mm-hmm. but it's kind of come on. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they got an offer for him. Uh, but I think he I think he stays in Newcastle. Yeah. What about Shar? I think Shar as well. I think they hang on to them. A lot of teams need defenders. I know of one specifically that needs a defender. Well, I mean, with defenders, it oh, defenders is always the musical chairs. Mm-hmm. It's like if you see like Harry Maguire move, which mm-hmm. I don't think he is going to, but if you saw him make a move to like United like last year, he was linked. Then you can see that's where someone like Shar or something like that makes that next step. Yeah. Or like if you saw like uh, Kurt Zuma may go back to Chelsea now because of their transfer ban, mm-hmm. him being a lone player, he's a player they a good player they can bring back in. Shar again the Everton type of jump that next step where you're not quite going to the top four but you're making a step up from Newcastle. Yeah, those are the type of moves that can happen, but that those are always the musical chair moves. I could see him going to Arsenal if they were to put an offer in for. I think it'd be too expensive, honestly. Probably cost $30, $40 million after the season that he's Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and then we had probably the game of the day. We had Crystal Palace 5, Bournemouth 3. Yeah, what fast. the hell happened here? We had a brace from Michi Batshuayi. We had a missed penalty from Jack Simpson. Who the hell is Jack Simpson? We had a Patrick Van Arnold goal. We had a Townsend goal. Then we had Lerma, Ibe, and Joshua King score for Bournemouth. Yes. Wild game. Just wild. I really wish that uh, this game wasn't during, you know, the City and yeah. Liverpool games because it would have been a really fun game to watch. And it happened quick. Like, mm-hmm. These goals started right away. And I think it was originally, I want to say, what was it? it 24th, was, 32. It was 3-0 Crystal Palace to start, it right? Was. And then Bournemouth fought back. Oh, well, actually, it was 2-0. It was Where's, 3. Was it? That's why 2 and then the, the own goal. So it was oh, 3-0, that and was, then I they fought back him. to make it 3-2, and then Crystal Palace just body-teamed them. Jimmy, you need to find a new podcast <laughs> partner. That's what you should be doing in these <laughs> next few weeks that we don't have the Premier League. You should be looking for someone else, because I thought this red ball meant that it was a missed penalty for <laughs> some reason. Goal. I'm off my game tonight. I uh, I did not get enough sleep because we were stuck yes. in the parking lot for yeah, two hours. That long. is true. I did not fall asleep to 2 a.m. last oh, night. I am I know. in a rough state right yeah. now. Uh, and then we had Burnley 1, Arsenal 3. Arsenal get their coveted away win yes. on the last game of the season when it doesn't really matter. But the only thing that does matter is that Aubameyang got his brace. Should have had a hat trick. Missed I was going to say, he net. blew his chance for the golden boot. Yeah, the singular golden boot. He still got one, but uh, really, really should have had it all mm-hmm. to himself. And then uh, Eddie Nikita yes. got his first senior goal. So... Hip, hip, hooray. (laughs) Arsenal, we have uh, one game that matters on the 29th. And if you don't win, I'm going to harm myself. (laughs) I want it on record now. Just kidding. Um, And then we had the big one, Jimmy. The real, real big one. And uh, it was exciting. Oh, boy. For a while. It was. That while being one minute. Yes. Uh, We have Brighton and Hove Albion, the Glenn Murrays at the Amex, the Fortress versus Big Bad Night King, Manchester City. And we thought that we had slain them, Jimmy. We thought that Azora High had come. I thought that the prophecy had been foretold and it had been fulfilled. Yes. I thought that Glenn Murray had absolutely buried Arsenal and then he went to go and bury Manchester City. I was, when when he scored, I was, I sat there and I literally <laughs> said, this is how it ends. Glenn Murray, he has betrayed me. He's come back. He heard what I said at the beginning of the year before we fell in love. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to get you. Yep. And it looked like he did. But little did I know what Glenn was really doing was just poking the bear, <laughs> getting the boys 
riled up because Aguero scored Instantly. with 80 seconds later. Yeah. Um, and then Glenn Murray decided to just let Emmerich Laporte walk right by him for a big mm. header, which was what truly sealed the title for City. Riyad Mahrez scored an incredible goal afterwards, mm-hmm. putting somebody on their pants. They put him right on the backside, and then Ilkay Gundogan with a just luscious free kick. And uh, City lift the title again. First back-to-back champions in 10 years. Um, That's fun, huh? I, uh, fun to I, be a part of that, Jim. I was so excited. I was so happy. So happy for this team. So happy for Vincent Company, who I think him being subbed off in this game as well makes me think, uh, I do think he is done. I think he will be leaving, which makes me sad. Uh, and if you're looking for someone Arsenal should go after, or anyone should go after, I can't see him playing for another Premier League team. Yeah. But if there's a, if he does end up moving on, any team would be stupid to not try to get him. Yes, he has injury problems, but when he plays... One, he's still a fantastic player, mm-hmm. and two, there's no better leader out there. He yeah. is a he is the heart and soul of this team. He's been for a long time. Uh, I think there's a lot of players ready to step up into that role, but Vinny's been the captain that City's needed through this. And if to be remembered, he was bought before the money, just before the last player to be bought prior to Sheikh Mansour taking over. Uh, Jimmy, this game. Gave me the feels in the 27th minute. When I saw Glenn Murray on the end of that goal, that potentially could have ended Manchester City's season. I literally, my jaw hit the floor and I was shaking. I said, oh my God, no, this is not happening. I, I was in disbelief. And then before I even knew it hit me, Aguero had put one into that. <laughs> it's just uh, vintage Manchester City. And I mean, well-deserved. They had every reason to not win this title. Um, they were down, what, nine points at one point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they just battled back. They won every single game that they needed to win. 14 straight to end the season, too. and just With Liverpool pressing them every single step of the way, another team who was um, deserving of the Premier League title, obviously, 97 points. But Manchester City, they just didn't let up. They are relentless, and I, I don't know what to say, Jimmy. They're one of the best teams that we'll probably ever see. In the Premier League, era. I, I think that's true. And the second best could be Liverpool this yeah. year. It, it's crazy how great both of these teams were. Yeah. Both deserve all the praise. Incredible teams. Liverpool only one loss on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and City whole, coming back after a hundred points after blowing the league out of the water. It's very easy to just kind of lose that edge. And I, I thank Liverpool for them still having it because I think the way that Liverpool came out. Just force City to say, no, we're not giving this up. We're just not going to let it happen. They were incredible. So many players this year were amazing. Raheem Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Emmerich Laporte, mm-hmm. um, Ederson, Aguero. So many players were just had so many moments. They played so well. To do this would basically without De Bruyne. Pretty yeah. much without him at 100% for the whole year. Mm-hmm. I think he maybe played 18 games in most of them. I'd say more than half were coming off as late su- coming on as late subs. He never was really fit all season, and to be able to do this without him is just really impressive. Yeah, I, I can't take anything away from City. I, they played a nice, clean season. And some people might hate on me for saying that, but uh, I don't know, Jimmy. Maybe next year with VAR we might see a few... 
points deducted from some of these teams. I don't think Manchester City had anything particularly. No, if anything, bad this they could have had season. one go their way. Yeah, with the right. ball at the beginning That's of the, the only year. thing that stands out to me. I'm sure that uh, we'll get some slack for that online, possibly. But, but we should say, with the good comes the negative, and City this week face allegations of uh, financial impropriety. Pre- financial improprieties. Financial shadiness. We'll just call it yeah. that. Some, yeah, and uh, I do Guilty. have to say, I, we do not know Guilty. that. We don't know that, one. <laughs> Two, I don't think they will face punishment from this. They should. Uh, I don't think they will. One, for one reason, of we don't know if they did anything wrong. Guilty. Two, the, the legal team that the resources that this club have, I can only imagine the expense that they're lining up with these lawyers. It's going mm-hmm. to be the best lawyers in the world. There is no way that they do not, they go lightly. And the statements they have put out, I do want to say that. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. City have not fucked around with their statements. They have basically come out, they called out the, the man who was running the investigation by name, basically saying the leaks that have come out are basically in line with the way he's conducted his investigation. Mm-hmm. Basically saying the guy is just a liar and a cheat. So basically they're saying, if you say we're a cheat, you're a cheat. They come right back at him. So I do love the the firing right back. I love that they're not just sitting there taking it. They're fighting. And I do not expect anything to come from this. I expect to be in the Champions League next year. And we're going to win it. Mm, you know what I'm really hoping, Jimmy? What if this want? is true, that if Arsenal can get that fourth spot, if Manchester City are in fact found guilty... Then I don't care what happens. I hope they're guilty. Even I don't if they're one hundred percent innocent, I hope they're guilty. I believe that's not true. I believe it probably isn't. Yeah, I don't believe that. Cause I believe they're just suspended. They it'll be basically. I don't know who fills that spot, but Should I don't think it just team. drops to the team. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, if that is the case, I hope they're guilty. And if not, then I don't. I don't really care what happens. Um, but we did get another Twitter question, and we have no predictions this week. I wrote predictions. Sad. <laughs> Um, we do have one actually, but this was submitted to us by our friends at who kicked the corner flag. And they said, if Spurs lose the UEFA champions league final and Arsenal win the Europa league, what color is North London? Consider the final EPL table positions also. Can you say that first part again? So basically if Tottenham win the champions league and Arsenal win the Europa league, uh, if Tottenham lose the champions league rather and Arsenal win the Europa league is North London red? Is it white? It's basically the question of... And I love how no one... They just disregard Chelsea. What about if Chelsea win the Europa League? They just no, they don't no, count? No, 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 no. Chelsea It's stink. just about North London. It's not about London. No, Chelsea stink. It's right. about North London. The question was specifically North yes. London. Yes, okay. It's all about who wins. Right? If Arsenal win and Tottenham lose, I've said before, I still think Tottenham's season was a better season, but mm-hmm. in the end, you'll see the, you'll see the Arsenal flags <laughs> a lot more. Same if Tottenham win. And if they both win, then it's Tottenham. You won your champion of Europe. Yeah. Uh, which I believe they will be. I'm, I'm teasing that for my predictions later. They're just a team of destiny. Are we going to do those predictions tonight? Or do we you want to wait save them. It's week. too far away. Next We've got to save them. Or the week after. Yeah. We have, have to do the Arsenal away. one. I think week. next week, and I wanted to talk about this part. Next week, we have to do our, our season recap. We have to do our player, yeah. our team of the tournament, our player of the year, transfer, worst transfer. we got to do all that, which was a show... That was one of the first shows we did on this podcast was last year's. Because I remember going on about James Tarkowski for a long time. James Tarkowski. <laughs> oh, God. And how the mighty have fallen. Freezing cold <laughs> take. Um, I do want to say, 
I picked Aubameyang for the golden boot. Yeah. Won the golden boot. I think boot. you did, yes. And I picked City to win the league. Well, secondary yeah. to Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Do you remember <laughs> what I predicted for player of the year? Because he, oh, he's going to be my word. Yeah, he's going to probably oh. be. He was a major bust. I think I said Hazard or De Bruyne. Maybe. I honestly don't remember. But yeah. I do remember. I remember Navi <laughs> Freezing cold take again. Um, but to answer that question, like you said, it's whoever wins. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. And if they both win then it's Arsenal because <laughs> no, the Europa League works. is the only one that matters and Thursdays are always the most important. But Jimmy, one prediction that we do have to make is about Manchester City versus Watford in the FA Cup final. Yes, sir. So I want to hear your prediction. So I, uh, I'm excited by this game. City have not lifted the FA Cup since the days of Yaya Torre. And Mario Balotelli, more specifically. Um, Roberto Mancini days. The first trophy they won as part of the new city. I think it's time that they win it again. I believe they will win this game. I predicted 3-1 Manchester City win. I don't really think it's going to be that close. Mm. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to Wofford. And every final usually City plays and does tend to be close. But I think uh, after winning the league, I think they're going for that unprecedented Domestic treble. Yep. I believe they win it. Yeah, I think Manchester City are going to win this game. And I don't know if it's going to be particularly close either. For, at first, I was leaning towards extra time, 3-2 City. But I think I might go 4-2 City in just standard time, Jimmy. I think City are going to score a lot. I think Watford will get their chances, but City are just going to be too much for them. Um, and on the predictions note, I did have an interesting idea slash workshop with Stefano the other day okay, about getting the fans involved with the predictions and giving Gavin a bit of a break from uh, <laughs> Never. cracking our Never. We got to give him more work. <laughs> <laughs> we need to crack the whip on Gavin harder. Um, going so, too easy on him. Yeah, so we're working on trying to figure out how to get uh, a spreadsheet going, some, maybe a potential website where people can go on um, maybe just put in their Twitter at or make a username and we'll track their predictions against ours oh, throughout God. the season. Oh, no. And maybe we could have weekly winners of something. Or a season, like a season long or something. Yeah, yeah that would be pretty cool. So That would be fun. Hopefully that'll be in the works by uh, the time. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Starts. We get time. Yeah, but hopefully that does happen. So hopefully Gavin uh, still... Puts in some work before that. Well, we're going to need someone to tally all those results unless it does well, it automatically. The, ideally, the spreadsheet would do Who's it. Who's creating so. this algorithm? Stefano, computer science major. All right, cool. Yeah, I don't know how to fucking do it. Contract it for free. <laughs> um, so we have no other predictions this week, Jimmy. So let's do this. Let's not linger any longer because we have lingered all night, quite frankly. Or it felt like I have. I sleptwalked through this entire episode. I'm going to suggest that people skip it. Um, so let's get into a quick Game of Thrones chat, and then let's call it a night. All right, I have one thing to say first. Go I ahead. wanted to ask your opinion on this. Have you seen the news, the local news? We have cars that drive themselves. In Providence? In Providence, we have buses that drive themselves. I'm in. Are you in? You're in yeah, on the I don't drivable care. buses? Yeah, fine. I, I thought. See, I thought you were going to be against it. You seem. You strike me as a man afraid of technology. No, afraid I love of the technology. Move. No, you like like you like like goofy technology. Gadgets. Yeah, you like gadgets. You're not a man who wants to see the future. Well, I don't know. You're a Tesla man. I though. am a Tesla man. Maybe you are. 
I I'm just I'm excited. I see these little buses drive around. I've yet to see them drive around by themselves. So I swear every time I see them, there's a driver in them. Mm-hmm. I think it's all a fraud. There's probably a monitor. So if the system there is explodes. And, and they one of them it made actual national news today because yesterday one was pulled over by the police. Who's <laughs> speeding? What, what no, the they they from? they were just confused as to what was going on. <laughs> That's great. So how does the robot know to pull over? I don't know. That was going to be my question to you: is if you it, like, could this have been an O.J. Simpson level chase <laughs> of the the driverless car in the police? <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna die from this technology. That's why I want it here. It's gonna be taken over. Yeah, I want it. VAR is just the beginning. Oh my god, fuck VAR. Uh, So let's talk about thrones, Jimmy. Yes. Let's get into it. Mike, you gotta do what you gotta do. Warning, 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 warning. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet and you need this warning, what are you doing? It's Thursday. It's sad. What were your thoughts on that episode? The craziness. I loved it. I was all in as a book reader. I think I was maybe, I think, unfairly prepared. So some people just were not ready mm-hmm. for the turn. They didn't see it coming. The show, granted, and I think this is a fair criticism, the show didn't do a great job like building up to it. They dropped a couple little hints. They did drop hints, but they never really like set it up too fully. Like They should have been working on this for years as opposed to like two episodes of dropping hints. Yeah. But I expected it. I literally think we had dinner one night, and I said to you, I can't wait for when Danny becomes a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And boy, did it happen. And she went full psycho. She did. It was uh, a tragedy at King's Landing, quite frankly. But I love the episode, too. I think we've got everything that we've wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. We have some great action. Cersei finally supposedly is dead. Yes, I didn't see her match. guts splattered she's on the floor. She's met her match. She did. Uh, Jamie Lannister died. We had the Clegane Bowl. The Clegane Bowl was perfectly done. I don't have a single complaint about that. That was great. Uh, It was fan service, but it was great. It was. It was. Sometimes you need moments like that. Sometimes fan service is good. Yeah. The Hound had to go out like a hero. He protected the Stark girls. Just fantastic. And another episode that's just gotten a lot of hate online, too. Uh, This, as I think, I think a lot of people expect this. Every end of something so big is always going to be criticized. I mm-hmm. remember when we went and saw the Avengers movie with some people who are big fans. <laughs> they were rather critical of the movie. Yeah. And I think unfairly so. I think this is just what you got to expect. Some of this has been justified. I do think people who say they made a mistake by only making it six episodes are 100% yeah, right. I agree with that. They it, it does feel really rushed. For a show that for seasons felt like not dragged to like a bad level, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was a, a, it was dragged. It wasn't rushed in any way. You, you had natural buildup. Yeah. Whereas now it's just everything's like instant, instant, yeah, instant gratification with everything. Everybody gets everywhere immediately. Yeah. It, it's it's a different show. I do think you see the difference when they had the book versus when they don't have the book and they're kind of going off the hip. Yeah. But in the end, I'm very happy with it. I enjoyed it. I find it still so enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. The effects and everything were fantastic. 10 out of 10. Um, love seeing Aaron Rodgers get torched. Yeah, such a random great <laughs> cameo. I didn't even realize that was him. But what is your ending to Game of Thrones? Ooh. How does it all end? I don't I don't want to say because I think I might have said... I saw you a picture... figured it out? No, I saw a picture... <laughs> Like a headline that I think was spoilery. Mm. I think it was. So I don't want to say it because I don't want to no, spoil anything. But I'm going to write in my phone mm-hmm. 
what I think happened. And next week, I will read on my phone what it is. Okay. If I'm really wrong, I'm going to look like an idiot. If I was right, I look smart. <laughs> so right. I will read it on the next podcast. I'm going to write it as we speak. All right. So my prediction for the ending is that we're going to get something full circle. So the show initially starts with uh, Jamie Lannister kind of having just killed the Mad King. And now the Baratheon and uh, Lannisters come together. And they take over the kingdoms. So now, I think we're going to get some craziness where Jon Snow or Arya is going to take out Daenerys, who is now the Mad Queen. Full circle. We might see Gendry and Arya sit on the throne. Random change of events. And we're going to see the White Walkers start again. That's how the episode is going to end for me. The White Walkers are somehow going to be starting from the ground up again. Because... They've come back before. The first men killed them, and they're gonna come back again. And we'll you, be wait. What, what was that? You the, missed it. Yeah, I, you said the Night King's coming back. No, the Night King's not coming you back. Said, Michael, you heard it here first. Mike Dale predicts Night King comes back. Yeah, Night King is all in. Um, no, I think the White Walkers are gonna be coming back. Like really? it's gonna be the ending is going to be like you see like a baby White Walker or something like that. The show started with the White Walkers. That's the end with the White Walkers, I think. I did not predict that that's where you were going. I'm going full circle. I will say this part. This is not anything I've seen spoiled or anything. This has been my prediction since I read the book is no more Iron Throne. Iron Throne's gone. No more Seven Kingdoms. The kingdoms are breaking up. That's my prediction. All right. We should probably break up this podcast, Jimmy. (laughs) We are just trash. I apologize for my performance on the podcast today. It was a a 3.1 today. It was poor. It's generous. It was. <laughs> That's fair. All right, Jimmy, hit him with the plug so we can get out of here. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SoccerMostly. You can email us, MostlySoccerShow at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. As I said, we're getting to the off season, so any ideas or things you want to hear, in the meantime, let us know. Next week, we will be back with our Premier League full review in terms of team of the season, best transfer, worst transfer, manager of the year. And players that made Michael angry. A lot of those. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.